the biggest stories from the pages of the London Free Press and LFPress.com. This is the London Free Press Podcast with your host, Lindsay Barnett. Welcome back to the London Free Press Podcast, another very busy week in the city of London. Lots on the go. So if you've missed anything, don't forget, head over to the London Free Press, lfpress.com. And for breaking news, keep an eye on their Twitter, at lfpress, and tons going on in the pages of the London Free Press as well. I'm really excited. I'm having deja vu. I've been here before. I'm going to talk to London Free Press sports reporter, Ryan Payette. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. How are you? I'm ecstatic. Can you tell? I'm really excited. You wrote a fantastic piece, and I hope I'm not jumping the gun, and if something goes sideways on us in the fall, everyone can fully blame me, but we got some very, very promising news with regards to the OHL and their return to play. Now, before anybody gets overzealous like I already have, things are going to look a little bit different to accommodate at least for the first month. So what can you tell me about the return to play with the OHL, Ryan? Yeah, it's the old thing, like, I'll believe it when I'm in the rink watching the puck drop on the ice. Uh, But, you you know, you have to make plans. I I think people realize that with these buildings, they they are going to start putting dates in in their facilities. So the league, usually around the start of June, the OHL puts out their schedule. This obviously is a little bit later. But it, it is going to be different. It, it's, it's um, you know, like uh, Commissioner David Branch said, they took a page out of the NHL. And so this year for Knights fans, you will only see Western Conference teams. They will not play the home and home that they usually do with, with the Eastern Conference. So you won't see Ottawa, Barrie, Niagara, those sort of teams. You're going to see a lot, lot more of Kitchener, Windsor, Sarnia, and Owen Sound, and, and Guelph. And I, I think... As Knights fans, those are where the rivalries are, and and I I think that's going to make a lot of people pretty happy. Now, I know from watching the North Division in the NHL, I got a little tired at the end of watching the same teams, but I and and uh, out of the gate, there are uh, a lot of uh, back and forths. Like they start with Owen Sound there and home, so you know I I think there could be some real rekindling of rivalries. So so that's going to happen, and then the other. The other thing is um, the Knights will not go, they'll play Erie less, um, but they'll play Saginaw and Flint more. The American teams, the three American teams are going to play each other for the first month because there still is that um, little bit of uncertainty around the border crossings in and into the fall. They're hoping it's cleared up, but the, the Knights won't go uh, across the border until November 6th, which is... Um, one of the later ones that I've remembered them ever going. Now, November 6th is uh, about a month, just shy a day, I believe, of the home opener first game. The Knights first game, October 8th, correct? Against Owen Sound, they do two back-to-back games. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. They go back to Owen Sound the next day. But, you know, I'm really curious to see. There's There isn't a lot of answers yet. Are there going to be 9,000 like we're used to on, on opening night there? Is there going to be, you know, half? Is there going to be, you know, a small percentage? How, how much the Knights have around 7,000 season ticket holders? How many we'll find out in the coming months? How many people will renew? You know, how many people are, are going to wait and see? You know, I've, I've talked to some 
fans and you know they're very curious they obviously are hungry to watch hockey but they're they want to know what it's going to be like in the rink that, that information still has to come and the organizers the league and and the facility and the team still have to figure that out it's still like everything else we went through in the last year and a half it's a it's a moving target still but I, that david branch did say we anticipate anticipate having fans in the stands and that's got to be great news right i mean I would hate for them to start the season and and nobody in the building. Absolutely. I think the reason I was so excited about this was because we are watching other leagues like NBA coming back to Toronto. The Blue Jays are talking about coming back to Toronto and obviously OHL keeping a very close eye on what the NHL has been doing. So it did seem very promising. And at first I thought to myself, maybe it will be kind of like the NHL season that we've been watching. Um, and we are going to see it regionalized for the first month or so. Um, but then when I read what David Branch said about fans in the stands, you really notice the difference, especially watching the Stanley Cup playoffs right now what a difference the fans in the arena can make. So I was so excited. I'm like bursting about that. And that's what I mean. I hope I'm not jinxing anything, but I think we are on the right track with regards to vaccinations and whatever that may look like with regards to fans back in the stands. We got to touch on the players though, because as we know, there's a lot of American players who play for the London Knights. What's it going to look like getting them back here these guys haven't really skated a ton together. There's going to be a lot of training that goes into it. What's that going to look like? Well, the, the training camp, well, the, it's going to start in late August. Most teams will start on September 1st, and that's going to give them over a month. Like usually OHL training camps are, are a quick couple weeks, and then that's it. And a lot of times the players aren't even here because they've gone off to NHL camps and that sort of thing. So it, it's going to be really interesting this year. The late start probably gives a chance to see, you're going to see probably everybody that doesn't make the NHL in the lineup. You know, I, I've covered a lot of years where the Knights would, you know, lose three of their first four or five out of their first six because the stars weren't here and then they, they'd come back. So, it, you know, it'll be interesting. I, I think most teams will be able to start right out of the gate quickly with that October start. Usually they start, um, you know, in the later stages of September, get five or six games in before everybody comes back. As for getting the players across the border, you, you know you know the drill. We're still, you know, they have to come and quarantine and that sort of thing right now. We don't know what's going to look in, in two months, but um, the American players that I've talked to are, are prepared for that, and, and they understand that. And, you know, obviously at that point, we're, we're starting to see, the like you said, the vaccinations come up that we'll be able to get them into billet homes you know, which was a huge concern last year. Remember, we were, like the last time we talked, we were talking about bubbles and hotels and dorms and that sort of thing. And I, I think they, the league believes they're going to be past that and that people will go back to, you know, OHL as, as regular with the kids, you know, going to school and um, living, living with their families that they, you know, they miss so much, right? And, and you know, as for the, for the Knights roster, um, again, a good team. It, you, you can just see that it's going to be uh, a really good team. Really on the back end, the, a, a, a tremendous goalie in Brett Brochu. The defense is going to be big, very big, and very solid and, and mobile. And then the forwards are going to be really interesting because it's, a, it's a, other than Luke Evangelista and Antonio Stranges, who are 19 now, it's hard to believe. I think the last time I saw them, they were 17. <laughs> but but um, in person and and they're going to have they have a lot they they've, the knights have drafted very well in the last two years and they have a lot of serious talent coming in up front they're going to be young 
So, you know, and that's some of the most exciting things. I remember when Pat Kane, Sam Gagne came in, you, you know, uh, these guys, you, you didn't know how many points they get up and, 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 you know, they put up a ton, right? And these, some of these kids, Landon Sim, Brody Crane, Ben Buhold, um, DJ Smith's son, Colton, they, they have, a, they're, they're 17 years old now that they, they spent the year training. So they're looking to put up big numbers too. Is there any disadvantage to the way things have been regionalized with the, with the players? There's obviously certain players that we are going to have our eyes on with regards to London and the Knights, but there's also some other players that everybody's going to have eyes on different teams like Kingston, who we won't be playing as much. Um, do you think that's going to be a detriment or is it just kind of like, we're just happy to get back on the ice and take what we can get at this point? Yeah, I, I think, um, you know, playing the conf playing the, in the own conference, playing the Windsors and, and Sarnia's and Kitchener's a lot more will be really exciting. But I, I do, I, you know, as an OHL fan, you, you got to say, man, Shane, I'd like to see Shane. I only saw Shane Wright once in London and, and you know, he's going to go be, be the top pick in the NHL draft next year. And I, I never got to see him play in person. And that's not going to happen this year unless, you know, London and Kingston get in the finals kind of thing in the, in the OHL finals. And that's a long way down the road, but, but that one visit, I, I know that's one thing that the league wanted. They wanted to make sure you, you think of the Pat Keynes, John Tavares, all the great players, Connor McDavid, like what a bummer it would have been over the years of Connor McDavid. If you, if you're in Mississauga or if you're in, uh, you know, Ottawa or Peterborough and you wouldn't be able to see him play. Right. And so like the top pick, in the draft, Quentin Musty with Sudbury, he's not going to be able to play at Bud Gardens this year. And what one of the great, all, all the first picks that have come in, one of the things I judge them on is how they perform at Bud Gardens. It's the biggest stage in the league. And, you know, I remember John Tavares coming in his first year and roofing one on Adam Dennis. I remember Connor McDavid coming in and going, whoa, look at, at 15 years old. I, I remember all the top picks coming in. And this is going to be a, a situation where nobody in the West is going to be able to see this guy play unless it's on TV. Absolutely. With regards to the games that we'll be seeing, is it going to be typical Friday night, nights hockey and Sunday afternoons? Has there been any discussion about schedule? Because I know concerts have already started being booked at Budweiser Gardens. Um, are we looking at like typically the same kind of setup as we've seen in years past? Well, you know, for nights hockey, it's it's the the three. Uh, there, there aren't any variables when it comes to uh, to death taxes and Friday night at, at the bud, right? I mean, yeah, they, they've, they've done as much as they could to preserve those Friday nights at the bud. They that's when they want to play. You know, the other day, the other days, if you get a Sunday game here or a Wednesday game here, you know, they, they you got to do it to get in all the games. But the majority of the nights games are on Friday night. The travel is very, London has some of the best travel in the CHL in terms of they, they spend the, the, them and Kitchener spend uh, and Guelph spend the fewest amount of days in hotel rooms. And this schedule is designed to limit travel and hotel stays. So there's even less for the nights this year. But one thing, Lindsay, I really like about the schedule. It's always, it's always been kind of a burr in, in the side that the Knights would, who have a good rivalry with the Sioux, they would play in Saginaw a tough game Saturday night, and then they'd have to bus up to the Sioux for a Sunday afternoon game, and they wouldn't have any legs because they get in about 2.30, 3 in the morning, and when it snows, you know, maybe 4 in the morning, right? So it'd be tough. They, they haven't won in the Sioux a lot 
under those conditions. And, and this time they have a, like I looked at that right away in, in late February, which is a tough time to go to the Sioux uh, because you need a snowplow attached to the bus kind of thing. But right. you, you uh, they, they will play like a, a back a back to back Friday, Saturday, which is, uh, I'll be really interested to see how they, how they do in that. And if, you know, the Knights push the league down the road to, to kind of fix that situation, because I, I think, you know, they've left a lot of points there and maybe cost themselves some places in the standings over the years from losing up in the Sioux to, to you know, since Kyle Dubas came in and now Kyle Raftis, they've, they've had really good teams. And, and but the three and threes, Dave Branch said, playing Friday, Saturday, and Sunday afternoon is still going to be a thing, but the Knights are used to six or seven, eight a year, and they've only got five this year. So they're, they're really focused on the player. They know they haven't played in a year, and they're trying to say, how can we reduce some, some of the physical stress on these kids? And one is the travel, and the other is, you know, a less demanding, like four games in one week and three, three games back to back to back to back. They're, they're tr really trying to limit that. So the Knights only have five of those three and three situations um, this year, which is some of the lowest that I remember them ever having. Right. We're running out of time here, Ryan, but as a fan, I have to know, was there any indication from David Branch as to when we'll have more definitive answers with regards to fans getting back in the seats and what that might look like? I know we're still a few months away from puck drop, but there's going to be a plan in place well before then. Any indication of a timeline? Because I know those tickets are going to be hot, especially if there's not 9,000 people allowed. Yeah, I, I think they've got an open dialogue with the, with the gov Ontario government. They have a good relationship with the open, with the Ontario government. Uh, and, and I would say there's going to be exhibition games in early September. So I would say they, they have to make a decision in about August if they're going to, when they're going to allow fans in, in the stands. And I, I think that's when you're kind of looking for. But I know that the Knights are starting to look at, you know, like how, how many people, how many season tickets are, are renewing? They're going through that process right now so they can get a judge because, you know, at some point maybe you got 7,000 season ticket holders and maybe only 3,000 people allowed in the rank. Then what do you do? Do you have to kind of split things up and change things? That that needs to be determined well in advance of the season. Like I'd say a month or a month and a half in, in front of the season too. So people, excited fans don't, don't feel like uh, it's another bummer that we've had for a year and a half. I don't envy the people making those decisions, but I will be sure to keep an eye on the pages of the London Free Press for your stories because you're always bringing us the latest news with regards to whatever is going on in the OHL. And I am so grateful for that. Thank you so much for your time today. And I hope that it, it, we are going to be talking hockey come September or October, even August with an update. Um, so thanks again. Yeah. <laughs> thanks again, Ryan. I appreciate the time. Just a reminder, if you haven't subscribed to the London Free Press podcast yet, what are you waiting for? It's so easy. You'll get notifications as soon as they are uploaded. We are streaming all the time. Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, and of course, over at lfpress.com. We will be back again next week with another edition of the London Free Press Podcast. Until then, stay well.